Chips and caviar. Chips and caviar. Hungry for current events, business knowledge, and some jokes. And of course, chips and caviar. And we're back. Chips and caviar. Wow, look at us. Look at us. And this is going to be a good episode. I'm excited for this episode because it's like it's a simple question. Yeah. You know you're a loser when? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, uh, you know, trying to figure out what in my coaching group, right? So I own a coaching group called Clear, Calculated, and Vicious, where I just try to teach everyone that I've learned and, and try to get people to get a better handle on their life. And one of the things we always have to go into is like awareness, like real awareness, right? Um, and it's something that whenever life isn't going my way or I'm backed up against a wall, um, just like my music, I always remind myself like, Rob, you're smarter than this, right? Like you're really, really smart, positive self-talk. And I always say the next thing is like, what am I missing right now? Like there has to be an opportunity. There has to be something here that I'm missing. There has to be a solution, right? And what is that? And I like pump myself up to like think about it. And I put it out there and I think, think, think. And I think awareness is so important. Yes. And I think there's a lot of people out there that are like, I'm always losing. You know, nothing's getting better. And like, I feel like a loser and money's not showing up and, you know, uh, emotional reward throughout life. And I don't like my life and I'm looking forward to the weekend. And, you know, yeah. I don't like my spouse. I don't like all these different things. Um, and we thought it'd be pretty fun to, to do a little, um, self-analysis of maybe when we were weak or whatever of like, uh, self-awareness of like what, what makes you a loser? Like, what should you ask yourself and what habits should you notice and think like, huh, is that, is that really a habit I want to have? Okay. So I'm going to do one and then you do one and we'll see how many we oh, can okay. get to. I'm okay. going to start. I got to start because you did that. I'm going to start. I had a chance to think while you were saying. All right. I got to okay. think now. I think you're a loser when you look at other people's success mm. and feel jealousy, envy, and, and hate. Yeah. You know, I always remember, you know, I've been really good at not doing that. It's come natural to me. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of my good habits have been built over time. Uh, this one, you know, I've been naturally pretty good at, even when I had nothing to be proud of and nothing to be excited about. I was always really good at, at looking at other people and, and thinking positive thoughts that they're, if they're doing better than me, there's something I could glean from their success or I would just be happy for them that doing well. Although I can remember a time, a specific incident uh, that I, I think I brought it up to you recently. We're talking about this. Remember when we were walking is um, I went to buy my first Mercedes, my first, mm. it was a S 500. This is years and years ago. And I went or S 550, I think it was. Uh, and I went to buy it. I was taking a test drive and I was excited about driving it. And I knew I was going to buy it. And the guy who was selling me the car told me, hey, dude, I just sold two of these two S 63, which is the level up yeah. uh, matching ones to another guy. Uh, he got one for him and his wife. And my first instinct in my head was fuck that guy, you know, like fuck yeah. that guy. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I can't afford those, mm -hmm. you know, and it happened so quick. And as soon as I thought it, I didn't say it out loud to the, the car salesman, obviously, yeah. but I thought it in my head, I told myself, literally I stopped myself. And this is a long time ago and said, that is the man, what the hell? Like, yeah. That's some loser shit to start thinking some about loser shit. some loser shit. So I think if you have somebody see somebody else's success, even if you don't like them and you either see their success and think negative thoughts about them or negative thoughts even about yourself, that's some loser shit. So, you know, I actually have a rule for that. Like I, I, I've, I, I've named that something. Um, so in my own personal head, cause I, I, 
it helps me think. Uh, I call it the Justin Bieber rule, mm-hmm. right? So I remember having a conversation when Justin Bieber first came out and he had like the, you know, the, the haircut that was like real cute and he was this little kid and everyone loved him and everyone was like, Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber. And uh, I remember I was having a conversation with my boy who was a little more emotionally intelligent than me. And he said something about Justin Bieber. I was like, fuck that kid. He looks like a little lesbian girl. Like, and he's like, why do you hate him so much? I was like, I don't, I don't know. Well, he sucks. <laughs> and he's like, well, why does he suck? And I was like, his music's dumb. He's like, what songs have you listened to? I was like, ah, shit. And like that stuck with me for a long time. Cause he just called me on my shit. He's like, why do you hate this little kid making music? It's cause it was trendy to hate him and he was doing so well. And uh, whenever I think about that or I start to not like someone because of success, I'm like, oh, the Justin Bieber rule. Like, I like that. Don't just not like that kid for no reason. Like, a lot of people felt that if way. he's crushing, yeah. like, cool, man, clap for him. Yeah. Like, he's a talented little kid. I mean, he has people's attention. Right. Why would you not like him? You know, and that helps me frame that a lot because, dude, that that's, that's you're a loser if. Yeah. You know, you hate people just because they're doing well. Um, I have a really good one. Okay. And it's something that um, I was guilty of, even if I wasn't doing it, I was guilty of for a very long time for allowing it to be around me. And I think that, um, the next step up from not being a loser, it, it one is doing it. And like, if you want to go, uh, level 9,000 super saiyan, like the man on it, it's putting a stop to when it happens around you. Right. So it's like, uh, it's like if all your boys growing up, say like, uh, like, like, I guess if you grew up and your friends are like racist, right? And you're just like making racist jokes and then you stop, right? That's like level one. Right. The next level up is when boys around you say, you're like, hey man, that's not fucking cool. Stop. Yeah. Right? That's like, that's if you, the ultimate. Because if you, if you don't, you're you're agreeing by not saying exactly. Anything. So it's like, exactly. A, and it's, it's still, like acceptance. It's still seeping into yeah. you, right? So I think you're a loser if you gossip. I think gossip is fucking poison. It, it steals your time. It spreads around either other people's misfortune. Um, it's just, it's just not, it benefits no one. Right. And I think that, uh, for a long time, like, you know, I guess I'd probably be involved a little bit and then I, I stopped being involved, but it was still, I'd be sitting in the room when it was happening. Right. And, uh, a little while ago I realized I was like, Ooh, I have to, as soon as it starts, I shut it down. You know, and I think that I want to be a leader. So if I shut things like that down, you do it a few times and you're like, hey, man, that that app offers no benefit. Like, stop. What does that do for us? Nothing. Move on. And those people get weeded out and fall into line real quick. It's amazing how you can stop something like that. Right. It can either happen forever and you can be like, oh, my goodness, or it can just instantly stop. So my next one is, uh, I don't know how long we're going to go back and forth. A few more. Um, my next one is, uh, you're a loser if you gossip. Yes. I like that. I like that. And I agree. I think you're a loser if you don't like your life and you don't, you do nothing about it. Mm -mm. I think that too many people accept where they're at in life or what they're doing or their job or the relationship. And they know it's not good, but they say, well, that's just life. Yeah. That's just where I'm at, you know, and they accept what they don't like as almost like it just is what it is. Yeah. And a lot of people do that. A lot of people are on happy relationships and jobs that they hate, you know, spending most of their life doing stuff they don't want to do. Looking forward to like we talked about before, looking forward to the weekend to, to finally have the ability to watch Netflix and chill, mm. you know, to be able to go to the bar and get loaded and forget about all their troubles. 
a lot of people out there, probably, I hate to say it, but probably a majority of Americans are accepting of the fact that they are not happy in one regard or another yeah. and do nothing about it. Yeah. So look, it's okay. Like if, in my opinion, if you're unhappy and you're trying to do something about that's it, that's the key. That's, that's one thing for sure. Not everybody, certainly almost nobody is happy with all aspects of their life. I'm not, you know, you're not happy with every not. aspect of your life. That's unrealistic. But if you can identify something mm -hmm. you're, you're particularly unhappy about and you say to yourself, eh, what can you do? Yeah. Because you can ultimately, you have the ability to to do whatever you want in some regard, or at least make positive uh, movement towards it. You know, one of the things in, in my life, when I decided I didn't want to do drugs anymore and I wanted to be sober and I wanted to follow my passion, and the only thing I could think of that I was passionate about was bodybuilding, I didn't say to myself, well, I'm I'm a tall, skinny Jewish kid by genetics and I just can't be a bodybuilder, right? Yeah. I found a way to make money in bodybuilding Without being a bodybuilder, I found a way in because yeah. I wouldn't accept the fact that I just can't do it. Um, and too many people go, well, I just can't do it. Yeah. That's when you're a loser. Um, I think, and this is very trendy right now, I think you're a loser if you have the victim mentality, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, I think it's so easy to have the victim mentality, right? Um, I still have it in a lot of regards. I mean, once again, I think self-awareness is very important, but when I complain about not having resources, I'm like, well, I don't, there's nobody in Montana. It's like, well, guess what, asshole? You need to learn how to work remotely with people then to get talent to work yeah. with. Like, don't move to Montana and then just complain about not having resources. Yeah, kind you of know? with the territory. Everything, yeah, I mean, you, you did it on purpose, right? Yeah. Um, but there's, there's a huge, huge victim mentality. I think, and that's what we were talking about upstairs was, um, just people like creating labels for themselves and having, you know, well, this is describes me and this is this, this, this. And a lot of times people then use it to become a victim, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that, um, and, and we, we're saying, Hey, it's a loser mentality, but like it, for me, it makes me sad. You know, I spend a lot of time and I don't know why I do it, but on the internet. And if I say anything about victim mentality, people are like, well, what if you have a terminal disease? You're a loser because it's, you can't help that. I'm like, man, if you got a terminal disease and you got six months left to live, like take control of your life, you're not going to cure your disease. But guess what? You can wake up every day and be like, damn, man, that sun is beautiful. Oh, my God, these people around me, like I'm so happy to be with you. Or you can wake up and be like, fuck, man, I can't believe this is happening to me. My life sucks. I can't believe I'm going to die in 36 days, right? right? So there's a way to interpret what's happening to you and have a winner's mentality about it rather than loser's mentality. And it's, it's, it's always almost sneaking up on you. And I want to say something else about the victim mentality, and I'll probably screw it up. But there's almost a way with the extreme ownership thing to become a victim. And I started doing that too, right? Where you take everything on yourself. Well, all of a sudden you're like, well, this is my fault. This is my fault because I have extreme ownership because everything is me. And it almost turns into another victim thing. Right. And I think that's, that's something I've in the last five years been just trying to pay attention to is like, what am I doing? You know, what, what narratives am I spinning for myself? Because I truly believe that everyone has control over their life. Like if you want to do something, I think you can shoot your shot and do it. You know, I, you, about the bodybuilding. I mean, you have a Mr. Olympia trophy sitting on your desk. 
I bought it at auction, but yes. I mean, right. regardless, you still have awesome. one, yeah, right? It's still awesome, yeah. You have one because you I stood on the Olympia stage, which was amazing. Multiple times with uh, your son. Presenting, presenting awards, which who would have thought in a million years? You know, and I think that like, as crazy as it is, it's possible in some in some form. It might be one click off of what you want, but it's possible. You know, it's Great. possible to be happy. It's possible to have amazing relationships. It's possible to show up and enjoy your job. Like, you don't have to settle for what's happening to you and 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 be that victim. And the first step is changing that mentality, or where I think you're a loser. I think um, you're a loser if you don't tell how you really feel or the truth to spare someone's feelings. Mm. or not being honest with yourself. Mm. So I think a lot of people, myself, I've done it plenty of times where there's something that I need to say and should say to somebody, but I'm like, ah, it may hurt their feelings mm. or it'll be tough to say to them. You know, mm. it's going to be, it's going to be tough to be honest with the person because it's going to cause conflict. And I'm just going to avoid conflict because I don't want to be in a weird situation. Yeah. And I can think of a great example of a guy that, that, um, I've known forever and I always did, I never liked the condescending way he would talk, talk to me hmm. and, and, and he didn't even, meet, I don't think he meant to, mm -hmm. um, but he would always say about like, Oh, you spend all this money. You got all this, like talking about like, cause I, it was coming from a place of jealousy yeah. talking about, you have all these cars, you buy all this stuff. You, you're always buying new, you always have a new, this, and, and I, and it bothered me and it always bothered me. Cause I felt like it was condescending, even though he was, he would point out things, um, in a weird way. Yeah. And he always did it and I never liked it. Yeah. And then finally I decided I was just going to tell him and I, and I, and it bothered me every time he did it. Yeah. And finally I said, Hey man, I really don't like when you say stuff like that, dude. Cause he said something about like, uh, you know, you're, you know, something about cars. I think it was where he said something about like, Oh, another new car must be nice to keep buying cars all mm. the time. Huh? And it's like, you know what, man? I don't like I don't like that. Mm -hmm. I don't like what you said, and I don't like when you do it. And I want to be friends with you, but if you keep saying stuff like that, we won't be friends anymore. Yeah, and, and he probably corrected it. Yeah, immediately yeah. it was like, oh my god, I had no idea you didn't like it. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for doing that. No, yeah. I, I view you as a close friend. I would never want you to be to not like me. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he never did it again. And uh, and I thought about how that a lot when I talk and I talk, when I'm in similar situations where I normally would just be like ah. I'll just deal with it. But then I, I have, you know, maybe in, in this kind of case, a resentment towards a person or it bothers me internally and I let it build up where like, you know, it's, it's messing with me, but I'm not telling the person the truth. Yeah. You know, so I think you're a loser if you um, feel something strongly mm. and could, could do something about it, but don't want to cause conflict and just rather go with the flow. I think you're a loser if uh, you don't shoot for the best you, mm -hmm. right? Like I think we all have, um, truly amazing things inside of us. And, and we have things to offer, you know, uh, I'm obviously having goals. Yeah. I'm alone in Montana, right? Like I've separated myself almost as much as I can from society. Right. You know? Um, but at the same point in time, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm realizing the, the people around me, right. And, and what I can do for people by trying my best. Right. So like setting out, um, and I'll, I don't, care. I'll pat myself on the back all day. But like when I set out to set the apparel line, um, and start flying or fail, I was like, I'm going to try my best. And then as soon as I start reaping benefits and get abundance, I'm touching my family, you know? So, uh, by me trying my absolute best and I could have just kept going through the motions. Right. But I chose to put myself in a harder position and try my best and shoot for something bigger and see what 
Rob Bailey, third person, is made of, right? Like, what can I truly do? Mm. And by doing that, all of a sudden, there was a little extra money. I was able to retire my mom, you know, month two. I said, Mom, how much do you need to retire? She said, $1,800. And I was like, mm-hmm. you'll get a check every month for the rest of your life for $1,800. Um, and then we kept going, you know, uh, a couple months later, I was like, boom, Drew, I know you want to live this different life, you know? And your brother, my brother. Yeah. And I put myself in a situation where I could hire him. And all of a sudden his life got a lot more exciting. Um, we, we sort of kept going, kept going, kept going. And we started seeing the direction the world was going and where we lived. Uh, my brother realized he didn't want to really raise a daughter there. And my parents always wanted to retire in Montana. And by me trying my best and seeing what I was made of, you know, and showing up every day and getting my dick kicked in and getting back and creative thinking, I was able to move everyone to Montana to the dream life that we have now. Right. And I think that you're doing yourself a disservice, right? You specifically and everyone else around you can touch. If you're not trying your best, if you're not lining up to shoot your shot and being the best you, I mean, even if you're on a smaller team, right? Like if I I remember being in elementary school and I would get four partners on a class project. And I remember being like, man, that girl's really smart. I can just go through the motions. Like I don't need to do it. She's going to do it for us. Right. Like what a fucking loser. Yeah. Like if I would have tried my best, like can our, imagine how good our project would have been. Instead I just checked out because eh, this is good enough. I'll get through this. Right. So I think you're doing a disservice to uh, yourself, your community, the people around you, your team. I mean, I never started this thinking, Oh, Dana's going to, uh, inspire people on the internet or change lives. Like that was never a thought, but it was a byproduct of trying our best. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think that you're just doing a disservice to the whole entire world in some way, one or another, if you're not trying your best. So I think you're a loser if you're not trying your best. I agree. One more, one more, one more, one more. Okay. I like this one. Uh, I think you're a loser. If you allow your past to dictate your future. Mm. Hmm. Mr. Singerman, that's a great one to finish yeah. on. I, a lot of people out there um, look at their past or their conditions they were, mm. they were brought up in. The you know, I didn't have a dad, I didn't have a mom. I lived you know here. I had you know this bad thing happened or this trauma happened, and that prevents me from success, from succeeding in life. But in reality, it's all up to you. It's it's your your abilities and your future are dictated by you, by your ability to push through that condition and be successful in spite of it or use it as fuel for your success. Too many people come up in a, you know, in a suboptimal way. I mean, I could easily say when I was on drugs and everything, addicted to heroin, when I came off of it, when I finally had the wherewithal to stop doing it, I could be like, well, what, what kind of success can I have now? I mean, I was a heroin addict. I mean, what's reasonable kind of success for me? Just hold down a job. Yeah. You know, um, I'm damaged. How many, look, I just went, <laughs> went to, I'm serious. I, yeah, people think that, right? I just went to prison. I'm a convicted felon now. So oh, lots that's of people, a big one. Like, lots of I'll people never get a job ever again. I'm a felon. Lots of people uh, that I met in prison. Good guys will come out and have very little opportunities. And now people are going to say, well, you went away with a, a, a billion dollar business and you came out with a billion dollar business. But I will say from my perspective, I see Aaron struggle with tons of things that I can't even imagine the level of stress of banks being like, Hey man, we're not going to work with you anymore. It all, you know, Hey, Hey, uh, Hey, you're a convicted felon for this. Our company is going to split ways with you. So yeah, you might have a hard time. Um, you know, whatever. And not, and not even me, all those guys who are coming out with nothing and have no family resources, no support, you know, they could very easily all say, well, that's it for my life. I'm done. Yeah. 
But if, you know, if I was advising any of those guys, I would tell them that your, your potential is limitless. Yeah. The only limit in your potential is yourself and the efforts you're willing to put behind it. So that's one of the things that I would strongly say that if you allow your past to dictate your future, then you're a loser. Uh, talking about winners and losers, thinking about what we should have called this episode, and I think we should close on this, we should have said winner mentality. Winner mentality. We were like pointing out things not to do and then describing how to do them to be a winner. We should have just went with the winner mentality the I whole time. I think it's so much more clickbaity though, don't uh, you? Yeah. 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 We're trying to get people to listen. And with, that, <laughs> with that in mind, would you guys do me and Rob the favor of, you know, sharing this with somebody you think it'll help and giving us a, a positive review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening by or YouTube if you're watching the video. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, we would absolutely love it. And thank you. Thank you very much, guys. We See appreciate you next time, right? every single one of you. We sure do. Thank you. Chips and caviar.